0: My Colorado, when I'm Colorado Welcome swag. into the DNVR Buffs Podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today we're gonna talk about some recruiting stuff. Uh, the reason actually there's two reasons. Um, the big one is that Was that today? That was either this morning or last night. I didn't look at the time on the tweet. Um, But the number two recruit in the 2022 class from the state of Colorado uh, decided to go to Ohio State and not to CU. So there's some people upset about that. I really can't like blame them for being upset. Um, And so on top of that news, there was also a story that came out in the Denver Post earlier this week. Um... I think it was Kyle Fredrickson who basically wrote about Colorado missing out on some of the big recruits. Um, I think they don't have uh, a recruit from Colorado in the 2022 class yet, um, which was one of the big themes. They also talked to our guy over there, um, Matt McChesney, and he had some thoughts about the whole thing. So with all that going on, I figured it'd be time to have this conversation again. The one about in-state football recruiting. Um, That's the plan for today. Probably be a little bit shorter podcast, uh, but uh, that's uh, what's going on. Before we get into that, though, I want to remind you guys about uh, the Colorado XOs, the presenting sponsor of this podcast. And I want to tell you guys that if you haven't yet, Go back into the uh, podcast feed from last week, the DMVR Rugby Podcast, and look at the uh, the draft we did of CU athletes, all time CU athletes who uh, we'd like drafted to turn into rugby sevens teams. It's uh, it was a good time, me and Justin Michael Col- Colton Strickler. Uh, so go back and check that out, and also listen to the podcast. Uh, read the written content at the dot and, uh, you know, follow him on Twitter, too. Okay. So, um, where to even start here? Let's get into this Denver Post story. So, they pulled some numbers from the recruiting stuff. Um, for example, in, like, the upcoming class, uh, the FBS programs in the state of Colorado, so Colorado, Colorado State, Air Force, They have 31 commitments. Only four are from Colorado high school players. Um, Three of them are going to CSU, one to Air Force, none to Colorado. Um, You know, you look at um, all of... The the guys who are leaving and there's there's some talented players. Um McChesney said some of the misses are unforgivable. They're not missing them because of talent. I think they're missing them because of time. It's hard for them to change that narrative during a pandemic. I'm not calling them out. We talk about this openly. This isn't something new. Um So yeah. And McChesney goes on to say there's some different things at play here. Um, you know, one of the big ones is that the level of competition in Colorado high school football just isn't high enough. And again, I don't pay enough attention to high school football in Colorado. I didn't grow up around it to know exactly what it's like. But basically his point was, yeah, there's some talented players, but they might once a season go up against another player that is talented enough to give like a true evaluation. Um, and some of that kind of thing makes it tougher to evaluate the talent Within Colorado, but he did say like the bigger thing is just that, like, like he's, I said before, it's just effort, spending time on those guys. Um, I've got a bunch of thoughts, but before we get into some of those, I'm going to jump back to, oh, I should actually, I can find this guy's name um, Aiden, Aiden something. I uh, wound up going to Notre Dame. I think he was the number one recruit in Colorado last year. Oh, he was number three, 2020 class. Aiden Keanaaina, Keanaaina, Kayana I used to be able to say that name. Um, and, and one of the stories that I heard, so again, this is like 2020 recruiting class, so this would have been under uh, McIntyre's um, kind of watch while he was head coach. But when Aiden got up there to uh, Boulder, they didn't know who he was. And he was like, well, wait, aren't you guys trying to, like, win me over? And instead they're like, so what's your name again? Yeah, I think we have a badge for you to put on, that, that kind of stuff. And those are the kinds of stories that I had heard. Now, again, we're really early in the Carl Durrell era. Um, Obviously, for basically the entire time, he hasn't had a chance to really bring recruits on campus and even, like, get to that point where you're giving out badges and sideline passes and that kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens in regards to some of that kind of stuff. But I do know that in talking to Matt McChesney, who Aiden worked with and a bunch of these guys work with the, the level of effort just isn't there compared to some of the other schools. Now there's a bunch of different reasons for something like that. And you look at a guy like Aiden, um, so he was like a, what, 0.8871 recruit. Um, According to that when he was 24-7 sports uh, composite. To- that would have meant, like, if he did commit to Colorado, he would have been number five um, in terms of, like, the Colorado recruit. So he would have been right up there, and he would have been one of the bigger names in the class. At the same time, there's a lot that uh, can go on behind the scenes. Things like, how do the coaches really evaluate him? Just because the recruiting services say they he would have been the number five in the class, you know, do the coaches think that he should have been lower on the list? And that is kind of like the reasoning behind that story. Um, again, if you're going to bring him on campus and try to win him over, you would th- think that that wouldn't be how things go. But there is more to it. Um, usually, um than, you know, the, the one side of the story that I heard. Um, that said, you know, I I do wonder... and Oh, the other thing I want to say there is that maybe Colorado just didn't think they had a shot anyway. And they were willing to just punt there. And, again, that sounds like a bad thing to do if he's a talented football player somebody that you want on your team. Um, you should fight and try to get all of the good players that you want, all that kind of stuff. But, you know... Maybe they were just being realistic and saying, hey, he's coming up here with some of his buddies. They're going to have a good time. Whatever. We know he's headed out of state. Whatever. So, again, just worth remembering, you don't know what is going on inside everybody's heads at all times. There's that caveat. Also, I think the bigger thing here is I... uh, I don't think that Colorado has its best chance with in-state recruits. I think going to out-of-state guys, maybe, maybe that that leg up that you're supposed to have in in-state recruiting doesn't exist quite so much for Colorado right now because you know they haven't been good for most of these kids. Lives. You know what? If you're recruiting the twenty twenty two class right now, that means they're eighteen in twenty twenty two, that means they're born in two thousand four. They started watching football in like maybe two thousand nine, they're five, those are their first memories of Colorado football. You know, it's not it's not great. And and because you have that reputation weighing you down when it comes to kids who have followed the program growing up it might help to leave the state now obviously there's other perks you know you're the one power five school in the state there are a lot of uh kids who want to stay close to home personally when i was going to college i wanted to get away from home that was my thought and i think that there's plenty of that just like there's plenty of kids who want to stay close to home it's a very complicated topic and i guess that's kind of the big thing um and it's not something that it's not something that I think is going to change quickly. Um, you can't just win over you can't have a reputation for being a good football school based on you know they went to a bowl game last year. And if they go to a bowl game this year, sure, yeah, that's a it's a good start. you've You've strung together two in a row. But there's going to be some skepticism. And I think there's skepticism from all levels. You know, whether it's just your casual football fans across the state, whether it's the national media people, and whether it's Buffs fans. And I think Buffs fans can tend to be just as skeptical about CU success as anybody. And that's just my from what I've seen. Um The other big thing though, and the other reason I wanted to talk about this today, is that uh there was another uh Another Colorado high school student athlete who decided to leave the state. Now, I think that was yesterday. Um, George Fitzpatrick. He's a six foot six offensive tackle uh, from Cherry Creek. Point um, nine zero even recruit. Which I think I think point nine is when you become a four star. I'm actually not totally sure about that. I won't go back. You have to go back to 2020 class though, because that's where you actually had some four stars um no so you can be a four star underneath it might be 0.89 is the cutoff so a solid four star and going back to what we said you know if you have opportunities like ohio state it's going to be tough to to win that recruiting battle if you're colorado it doesn't mean it's impossible it doesn't mean that have we have we seen that yet in this class i'm not sure if we've seen somebody choose colorado over ohio state yet um but we have seen some decent polls given the the competition. Um, again, just because he's from Colorado, it might mean that Colorado's a better chance. It might not mean that Colorado's a better chance. And straight up, it might mean that Colorado's a worse chance because they've been watching this whole time. Um, so, yeah, it definitely sucks to see um, talent like that playing just an hour away decide to leave the state. But again, you know, if you're a four-star recruit, you know, Colorado hasn't landed any four-star recruits in the 2021 class or the 2022 class. And or what? The 2022 class is at 10 commitments right now. I bet that that winds up being about 20. Who knows? They they have offers in on some guys that it seems like they have a shot at. We'll see how it all plays out. But, you know, Colorado wasn't landing any four stars. They're what this is 30 commitments in a row or something without a four star. And again, I do deep down believe that the recruiting rankings and the stars and all that kind of stuff is overrated. I think that if I think that it is worth I don't know how else you evaluate recruiting than to go through and do your own rankings and do that kind of stuff. So I don't want to say like they should not exist, but I do think that it's important to remember They are subjective, and they are wrong a lot. And Colorado's going after a type of player um, that, you know, maybe the emphasis isn't on just the size-speed combo that we always talk about. Like some NFL teams, the Raiders are all about the size-speed combination. And you watch them draft, and you say, huh, seems like a reach, but it always fits within that mold. They want big, fast guys, and they can figure everything else out from there. A lot of the recruiting rankings are size speed. There's other stuff that goes into it. But, you know, if you're going after guys because of the mentality they bring, because you're trying to change the culture, and you think that there's somebody who can, whatever, there is more to it than just the rankings. And I still do believe that you can't, you can't evaluate Carl Durrell's recruiting classes until they've played football. You know, and ideally you wait until they're off campus, you know, and it sucks because what it's the you're getting commitments from the 2022 class right now. They get on campus in 2022. They redshirt that year. Then they play four years starting 2023 and then they're off campus after the 2026 season. You play in a bowl game, that's December 2026, and you can't really evaluate that recruiting class that we're going through and collecting right now until the very beginning of 2027. And sure, you can start making some conclusions a little bit before that, but I do think that, you know, that's... That's why I personally don't get quite as excited about recruiting is because it is such a long process and the results do take forever to to play out. And yeah, it's fun to win recruiting battles, but it's just not close at all to to winning real football games in terms of value. Um, So yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts there. Still, it does suck to see, what, the 2022 class so far, number one player from Colorado is going to Oklahoma, number two to Ohio State, number three to Nebraska. That's the one that probably stings um, and to put it in perspective, um, the number three recruit in Colorado, Grant Page, um, an athlete from Fairview, he's a .8593 prospect. Right now, again, Colorado has 10 commitments. The best, .8742, And so, yeah, it would have been nice to add him. He would be, I mean, technically... He'd be in your top three right now, but there'd be three more guys, maybe even more, honestly, that are within one point in those recruiting rankings behind him, make him kind of a pretty average point in class. So does it really hurt that much? Again, it's it's kind of up to you. Above that, though, you know, the Gavin Sawchuk, George Fitzpatrick, yeah, those are guys you look at and say these are you know blue chip prospects. And then once you go down from Grant Page, you know, point eight five five nine, point eight five two seven, and I think that guy Jake Mikula is he still considering Colorado? Yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. And to be honest, what hurts more is that the kid went to Nebraska again. He's not like he's not going to make or break a class. Which it which isn't even true. Which isn't true. It depends on what he does once he gets to school. But in terms of, like, if we're just judging wins and losses based on what these numbers say, then, yeah, he isn't going to make or break a class. Is he better than that? Is he worse than that? Who knows? Um, but from there, you know, Michigan State, uh, Michigan, Cal, Arizona. Again, are you too upset about losing out on the .84 guys? I don't know. And I guess maybe there is kind of a responsibility from the program to give opportunities to in-state football players. You know, in the same way like the school portion portion of the University of Colorado is like yeah, we we want to get University of Colorado or students from Colorado here because you know, we're trying to give back to the community and provide opportunities to to students in Colorado, that kind of stuff. Does the football team have something like that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know, but um, yeah, there's a there's a bunch of my thoughts there. Um, worth noting. Oh, in that 2022 class, you'll remember it said like Colorado doesn't have any, CSU has three, Air Force has one, um, 24/7 Sports has the top 12 uh, players in Colorado ranked. Number 11 went to Colorado State. Number 12 went to Air Force. And then the the other two to Colorado State aren't ranked. So it's not like they're falling behind the others. It is a trend, though. It is something that we're seeing, obviously, is that some of the top talent is definitely leaving the state. You know, if we look at the 2021 class, just kind of as we wrap all this up, Colorado landed the number four prospect in the state and Eric Olson, a class that a class that 24 seven sports said was a much stronger class than the 2022 class. Um, also landed number seven in the state. I think both of them would be higher than that. The guy who went to Nebraska in 2022. Again, if you really care about those numbers, which when you talk about this stuff at this point, you kind of have to, even though it is really dumb. Um, yeah. I think that's going to do it on all that stuff. There really isn't much new to say. I mean, if Colorado wants to be keeping all these top-end guys at home, which they should absolutely want to, it's not going to happen until they start winning more games. And that's just how all of this works. Is The kids want to go where they have the best opportunity. They typically have the best opportunity at the place that wins the most football games. And... If you've been in Colorado watching the Buffs put together a bunch of losing seasons in your lifetime, you're not going to be able to brush over that in the same way that, you know, somebody from California who visits Boulder and says, wow, this really is a cool place. You know, somebody who hasn't seen it before doesn't, I don't know, can kind of be like surprised by how cool it is instead of somebody from Colorado who, you know, you make a trip there when you're five, you know, you go back up there at some point a couple years later, you see it, and it's like, yeah, it's a cool place, but also it isn't just like brand new and mind-blowing when I see it right when I'm trying to make this decision. You know, I think there's a lot at play. I think that in the long run to be successful, of course, Colorado needs to be keeping the the best recruits home or at least some of them. Is that going to happen right now? I mean, Not unless there's, like, other things at play. Like, they really want to be close to home. You know, they have a girlfriend or something or whatever. So, uh, yeah, that'll actually do it on all that stuff. Um, We're going to take a break. Then we're going to get into DraftKings Pick of the Week. And uh, that'll be it for today. A little bit shorter podcast. First, though, DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, yeah, DraftKings sportsbook. Is uh, America's top rated sportsbook app, and they've got an awesome offer for you guys today. Um, you can get 264 to 1 odds on either Dustin Poirier or Conor McGregor to get a knockout in the first round of their fight tonight. What? It's like 1 o'clock now. Hopefully, you guys will listen to this before then because, you know, there's only a few hours left to get on this deal. Again, 264 to 1. You bet $1 if you're a new user and you pick either one of those guys, if they get that first round knockout, well, now you have $264 in your account. Um, Why not take a chance? It makes watching these so much more fun. And I should remind you guys, if you want somewhere to watch, you should go down to the DMVR bar because there's also like... I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this yet, but there's like a pool that you can get into. I think it's a free pool for people at the bar that gives out cash prizes. Um, You should RSVP. Last I heard... They're closing in on like 100 RSVPs for tonight. So they might get so many RSVPs, they aren't just letting people walk in. So definitely get on that. It's easy to find. Just go on Twitter. Go on the DMVR website. It'll be right there. You don't have to be a member or anything. Um, So do that. There's other prizes too. Um, Again, if you're not into MMA, there's plenty of other stuff to bet on. Um, We'll be at the bar the next few days for... All-star stuff. I'm not sure exactly. I haven't looked at what you can bet on. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's going to be plenty. Uh, so you got all that stuff. You've got uh, some basketball left. You can start making some college football bets. So uh, make sure that you do take advantage of this 264-to-1 offer, though. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR when you sign up. And turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to get uh, to win by first round knockout place your bet watch your fist fly this weekend that's code dmvr to turn one dollar into 264 dollars only at DraftKings sportsbook must be 21 or older colorado only new customers only restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also want to uh, remind you guys about our friends over at ball So, the Ball Corporation does a bunch of different things. Um, But, you know, what they're known for, obviously, is uh, creating aluminum. They made over a billion aluminum cans last year, which is just an absurd number of cans to make. Um, Basically, like if you drank out of an aluminum can, there's a good chance that it was made by Ball. Um they do a bunch of other stuff like the aerospace technology and I don't know, they're really cool and they're really smart people. Um, and they're also trying to do what's best for the environment. you know, aluminum is um, a very good product for the earth in that, you know, I think they said seventy five percent of all of the aluminum produced ever is still in use today. Um, so it's it's very sustainable, it's reusable. Um, and on top of that, they are in the process of cutting down their carbon emissions. Um, they decided in 2017 that by 2030, they were going to cut their emissions by 55%. That's a lot because, again, they, they're making a lot of cans. Uh, if you guys are looking for a job right now, um, they, uh, they're actually hiring right here in Golden. Uh, you can check out hashtag work at Ball online. You can apply for a position at their aluminum can plant by texting golden to 77222, or you go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for golden, or simply text golden to 77222. Okay. Um, Alright, time now for the DraftKings Pick of the Week. We're uh, we're going with a long shot here. Um, you know, I was looking through all the bets for that Euro final. And there was some stuff I liked. But then I checked out the odds boost page in my DraftKings Sportsbook app. Something you should do all the time. Um, and I found something I really like. England to win in a penalty shootout. Boosted. Two plus eleven sixty. So that means you bet ten dollars, you win one hundred and sixteen dollars. That's a great deal. If again, I think part of it is just like my bias towards soccer in that it feels like it's always going to be a tie, and this is one of those things that can't be a tie, and so eventually it goes to penalties. Um, It feels like a fitting end to this, you know. it, It. I wonder what's going to happen that game because I'm pretty sure England hasn't given up a goal. Oh, no, they gave up a goal in the last game. But before that, they had set, like, a record for their longest streak ever without giving up a goal. So that came to an end because they gave up one goal to Denmark. But they aren't giving up many goals. Um, I do kind of wonder, like, Italy, they have this, those, those like, like, quick guys up top who sometimes just get loose after it looks like they're just getting beaten up and beaten up and beaten up and then all of a sudden the Italians just like sneak through and score and you're just like wait what is happening here um but uh England on the other side you know they have a couple of guys who can score but I do think that this is one where Italy's just going to pack the box see if one of those guys gets loose and odds are it's going to be low scoring either 0-0 1-1 go to extra time and again like it probably won't go to a penalty shootout with England winning, but at plus 1160, I I think that that's what I'm going with, just because that value is too good to pass up. Um, so I'm taking England to win in a penalty shootout, boosted from plus 900 to plus 1160, and uh, you should too. That's the DraftKings pick of the week. All right, uh, that's going to do it for today. Um, we'll be back with another podcast soon. Actually, not sure what we're talking about. We're a little bit behind on those position previews, but uh, I'm going to be on a plane tomorrow. So I'm just going to download some football games. I'm thinking outside linebackers are going to be next. And, uh, yeah, just, just find a good game for each of them, and then we'll talk about that soon. Uh, so stay tuned for that, and uh, we're getting closer to actual football season, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And I uh, hope you're as excited as I am, and I will see you soon.